0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. I am one of your hosts, Jason Simmons, and sitting across from me as always, Jack Smith. Hello. And this is Observe and Report, the show in which we watch things and we tell you how we feel about them. And we're back again with a smaller batch, not as big as usual, but a mm-hmm. small batch of things that we've seen and we've liked.
1: and But or, or- organic and yep. artisanal. Mm-hmm. Homemade farm to table Mm -hmm. all right
0: mouth to ears is what we do here Mm -hmm. all right uh and we're gonna give you a a nice little batch of things that we might have liked and some things we might not have liked
1: i got a i got a good i got a good batch here jason i've got kind of all over the place you know
0: i gotta say the things i've seen i've liked i've not despised i have no 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 (laughs) stinkers for you
1: i got a bit of a head scratcher okay but other than that they're pretty good okay
0: okay um what would you like to start off with?
1: Um, did you see Shang chi I didn't Legend of the Ten Rings.
0: See Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings I very much want to, mm-hmm. but I've not yet seen it.
1: We'll hold off on it then. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I watched um Kate.
0: I also watched Kate.
1: Hey yo. <laughs> there we go. Um I wrote that it's like Kill Bill and James Bond and John Wick and Terminator.
0: Um you know what? In in comparing highly stylized mm-hmm. uh, female driven uh, action films in like the last of the last six months, mm. um, the God not Bubblegum Chainsaw. What am I thinking of? Gunpowder Milkshake. No Bubblegum Chainsaw.
2: <laughs> the exciting sequel to
0: <laughs> a hard thing, a soft thing. Put them together. <laughs> But in comparing Gunpowder Milkshake to Kate, I must say I had more of a fun, a a much more fun time with Gunpowder Milkshake. Personally, how did you feel about Kate?
1: Um, Kate was like the dark goth sister to (laughs) Gunpowder Milkshake. Um, I, I agree that it's maybe not as fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, it didn't have the three women, Mm -hmm. um, the fairy godmothers, if you will. Um, And just the the feel of the character is a lot angrier in Kate. Right. Understandably, she's dying. Yeah. Um, So, and there's a desperation there that is not quite as much in the Karen Gillan vehicle. Mm -hmm. Um, But I enjoyed it enough. I liked the fighting Um, I thought it was interesting and fun. And I just... I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead is... There's something about her I just find very attractive.
0: There's something... When she gets surly, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: liked her look. Mm -hmm. um, And that... When she gets beat up, it shows a bit more. She gets
0: damaged in this she movie. Gets her ass handed
1: to her a lot. She kicks ass. but oh, she, she also does. gets her ass kicked because yeah, she's being poisoned from the inside out. Um, but uh, I, I generally enjoyed it. It was, it's just her going through and murdering a bunch of people. Um, and I also had to mute this quite a bit because a guy gets a fucking knife from his jaw into his fucking eyeballs. Yeah, so I, there was a lot there.
0: Like <laughs> the her fight with Jojima in like the apartment was like the most visceral Oof. fight Oof. imaginable. It
1: was a lot. Um, sorry, the plot of this being she's an assassin. She was raised by Woody Harrelson, um, who's like a father figure to her. Um, and then one day she is poisoned um and so she is out to get whoever poisoned her but she only has 24 hours to live uh and there is she teams up very similarly to gunpowder milkshake with a young girl a little bit older this time she's a teenager um and so they're out teaming up to get vengeance
0: get vengeance on the 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 crime family that tried to kill both Mm -hmm. of them
1: in japan
0: they're in tokyo they're in tokyo proper um yeah like it's they they do a good job of like hey Tokyo's this crazy city full of crime and fun and Mm -hmm. like you know intrigue um one thing one segment in the movie that I thought was absolutely ridiculous um but they just did it for the sake of the visual I think of course is um when she misses her target um and has to like escape and she gets in the brightest colored, oh my god, flashiest like hot rod,
1: yeah, car that was insane, <laughs>
0: in a race that like the CG looked just weird, it looked like a it looked like a video game was being played, it and did. like not a good video game, <laughs> like not a recent video game.
1: It was a car. It's a ridiculous car.
0: Yeah, it Truly, was just yeah. like why is this scene happening? Why did this car crash need to happen? And like it just felt very awkward and weird, and like mm-hmm. it felt like they needed to have a car chase. And they just threw it in there yeah. for the sake of throwing it in there. But that, like, one low Having point like, aside. Having, like,
1: a lighter fun thing a I little guess. bit because it's such a dark movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree.
0: Like, um, I did enjoy, like, her quest for, like, that one, like, lemony drink. Yeah. Um, That was, like, really sweet. It reminded me, actually, of Woody Harrelson in Zombieland looking for, like, the last Twinkie Aww. available. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it is, it is like, a weirdly sad like movie in the fact that yeah you're behind this character you support this character Mm -hmm. in her vengeance but you know how this ends like they pretty much say very clearly in the first 10 minutes of the movie like you're irrevocably poisoned yes like it's like a sad crank
1: if i could say that
0: (laughs) it's it's sad crank
1: um but i did like the music
0: the music was cool throughout music was fun throughout you're correct music was really cool
1: um, but yeah, it, if you liked Gunpowder Moshek, you will probably like this too. It's just maybe not, the tone is just kind of different.
0: Oh, one thing, another scene that I thought was pretty funny, but like pretty badass was like when she, like she sleeps with the dude. But then, like, throws, like, a couple dollars in the night, saying, like, here, get out of oh, my yeah. face. <laughs>
2: like,
0: here's, here's some money for the trouble. For, yeah. for some walking around money. <laughs> like, it Don't was, spend it all in one place, yeah, sweetheart. like, you. Like, it was fantastic. And, like, the look on It his was face unexpected. Of, like, I'm not a whore. <laughs> like, you are tonight, sir. Yes, you are. This is what you're here for. You're a sex worker. Um, I was, like, really appreciated that, yeah. like, cool Turn the tables a little bit yeah turn these tables yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i i liked it overall nice. um it was a solid action film
1: yes if you're looking for an action fix it will totally do it for you
0: um i am ready to talk about marvel's what if have you continued watching what if i have not where did you stop just about
1: the second episode oh no (laughs) no i just it's one of those things that i just i haven't gotten to it Mm -hmm. and i keep remembering like oh yeah i have to get to that (laughs) i don't
0: it is so worth your time okay so worth your time um yeah um and it's what's wonderful is that you kind of get to cherry pick a little bit like oh i like this episode a lot like i don't like this episode a lot okay like it really is very individualized um
1: okay i will make sure to catch up on it by the next time we record so important. we can talk about shang chi hopefully if you've seen it yes and what, what if
0: i i will also but if i can't talk about that what i will talk a boot um is oh a little Candyman double feature that i had um oh. <laughs> it's not like <light>. oh. <laughs>
1: so scary
0: i'm not gonna go terribly in depth um
1: no you know i love hearing in-depth horror films <laughs> when we get off this i'll make you tell me the whole goddamn thing um it's just october is a tough time for it's me a, i i get
0: that you gotta keep your head under the covers and like, all right keep it's the lights been
1: off. because i don't have television television anymore it's been a lot better you can choose you know but they i can't remember what it was a trailer for but they're like commercials come up between YouTube things. And something came up that I was like, no. And I had to like, <laughs> reach and mute and like cover. No. And then at the gym, they were playing um, Chucky. And I was or, like one of the remakes. Uh-huh. And I was like, hi, don't need to see someone getting stabbed in the face on Arm Day. <laughs> like, this is a lot, guys. I don't come here for this. <laughs> Encourages
0: um, you to uh, in- increase your cardio, perhaps. Oh boy, oh boy.
1: <laughs> Anyways, but did you're talking about the new candy? One of them is I the new Candy Man. Watch
0: both. One of them is the new Candy Man. With my guy, yeah, yeah. With Yaya, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so <laughs> handsome. And I'm devastated that I cannot see this movie where you can see how handsome he is.
0: He continues to be handsome in this, <laughs> oh I must say. Um, mm-hmm. I, I watched both. Uh, the 1992 original, uh, I watch both. There are actually four movies. The other, uh, the middle two, were not worth watching. Direct-to-video, <laughs> 90s, horror schlock. Gotcha. However, uh, the 1992 original
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and the 2021, uh, not a remake. Oh. Uh, I would say a continuation okay, of the story. Gotcha. Um, the 1992 original starring Tony Todd and Virginia Madsen, very watchable today. Uh, the basic premise is Virginia Madsen is a grad student working on her thesis um, who is studying urban legend um, gotcha. and okay. investigates uh, the the legend of the Candyman. Okay. Um, the idea that in these black communities there is this spirit of vengeance that kind of preys on people.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, And in her investigation, she kind of like seeks to debunk the myth sort of in like, you know, one of Chicago's like hardest projects. Um, And she goes in, she investigates and like, you know, these crimes that have been attributed to Candyman over like the decades Uh um, kind of get blamed on this, not blamed on this other person. This other person is certainly a criminal, but she kind of takes the power away from Candyman. Okay. And in doing so, kind of like wakes him up like, oh, so you want to take power away from myth, huh? Well, there's a price to pay for that.
1: So is that the origin of Candyman generally in culture as we know it?
0: Um, no. So the origin of Candyman really does kind of come from the movie, but like the or- oh. like that like saying of like Bloody Mary in the mirror like yeah, five yeah. times or whatever like that's like that they adopted that to like Candyman.
1: What is Candyman's deal?
0: So his deal, uh, his origin is that he was an artist that uh-huh. fell in love with a white woman, uh, and this is like in the uh, directly post slavery. Um, and he fell in love with this woman and as a result uh, her father had Candyman like you know hunted down killed his arm cut off and hook attached and like had bees smeared honey smeared all over him so that bees would like eat him yeah
1: I don't think that's how bees work but okay
0: but uh, (laughs) regardless uh, this turned him into kind of like the spirit of vengeance who would like prey upon people um, uh, If they, like, summoned him by calling his name five times.
1: A, I never knew the legend of Candyman mm-hmm. uh, because of fear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, okay. I didn't know about the race element. Yeah, there's a race element to it for sure.
0: And throughout the movie, like, as soon as, like, Candyman has entered the... Virginia Madsen, uh, her character, Helen, uh-huh. enters her world, it becomes a scenario where in which he's like, oh, I'm going to frame you for a bunch of murders. <laughs> <laughs> and you will like be a legend with me like you live forever in oh,
1: legend how does he appear
0: um he just like it's once he has like been unleashed he just appears
1: as like an actual human being
0: as like uh, a, a human being like long like coat with like a fur lining like and a hook so for he's still
1: stylish <laughs> he's still stylish
0: uh he's still like a, a looks like a human man okay but he is like appearing like a phantom and just like gutting people with his hook
1: Oh, so he does straight up murder, but also uh, framing people. Yes, he does
0: both. He's he's framing people via murder. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yes. Okay. He he, he is uh, framing. I thought from... he
1: was just very litigious. <laughs> <laughs> I, was very, I was a little bit confused, <laughs> but this makes more sense. Okay.
0: But um, but yeah, not to I guess let's spoil the ending, but it does relate to the new Candyman.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, the new Candyman starring Abdul Mateen um featuring a cameo by tony todd um but it is a continuation of the story the events that happened like you know 20 plus years ago mm. um do play into the events of candyman uh 2021 oh, um cool. and it's not a spoiler but like you're just wondering because it's not a spoiler because they tell you the events of the first movie okay. in this gotcha um yeah, dude Mateen plays like, you know, a uh an uh Chicago artist. Okay. And he's like trying his best to figure out something for his new show. Okay. And he does the same thing that Helen did. Like he's gonna like look into like urban myth mm-hmm. and use that as a basis for like, you know, his his art. Mm-hmm. And like he takes the myth like of Candyman and starts like to apply that. Uh oh. And in doing so, like his goal starts to align with Candyman a little bit in the sense of like Oh, he was like an unknown artist Mm -hmm. and like someone as a result of his of this art show that he was a part of died like because they summoned Candyman. Oh, like in talking, looking into the mirror, talking into it. And then he came alive and died and he came alive and killed the uh, the the people that were chanting his name. And as such
1: people chanting his name, people want
0: to test it out. They want to see, you know, is this real is this not
1: real. In school, I was always afraid about Bloody Mary. Mm hmm. And so then when it came, because it was always, I don't know what it was for you guys, but it was like, you say her name three times, but then also you have to flush all the toilets. I don't know. That That's how it went for me. <laughs>
0: I just had the name part. The toilet flushing part didn't seem like it was. So a...
1: I was always afraid. I was like, because my little kid logic, like, well, when I go home, there's only one <laughs> toilet to flush. So now what? She
0: can't. Come and get me.
1: So I would sometimes not flush the toilet. Oh, no, no. Never after number two. It was just number one. <laughs> but and then I would just in the middle of the night, if I had to get up to pee, I was so scared. And then I would just run from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> she's not getting me, Jason. <laughs> I got that toilet logic. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's up.
0: They don't they never exploit that in the movies. Like no one ever uses toilet logic. Mm-hmm. So therefore, to not a spoiler, but there's a loophole. A, there's a girl that hides in a toilet in this movie and she lives. All right. I'm
1: just saying. Toilet logic. Toilet logic. Um
0: but yeah, the the, the new one also stars uh, Tiana Paris, um, who plays uh, Monica Rambeau in the
1: uh oh, yeah, Marvel yeah. films. Okay.
0: Um She's
1: everywhere. Yeah. She's in the new Bond film. Is she? Right?
0: I did not know that.
1: Am I thinking of the right person?
0: I did not know that at all. Um, Also features uh, Nathan Stort Jarrett who is only in British things that I've seen like Misfits and Doctor Who and he's uh, very enjoyable in
1: it. I'm thinking of wait is there a different person In... in Captain Marvel?
0: Oh, who plays Carol's like friend? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, she is also uh, a Rambo, but I forget what oh, her that's first name her, is. That's her that's mom. That's her mom. Okay, yeah.
1: that's who I was thinking of. Okay, so not it's not her. It's in
0: WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision.
1: That, that Monica woman, Rambo. Okay, Monica gotcha, Rambo. gotcha, gotcha. Yes.
0: Um But yeah, it's uh, it is effectively very creepy, very scary. Great. The movie. Great. Um, written by uh, Jordan Peele um oh. and uh when rosefield and directed by nia da costa and she had the, the the honor of being like the first black female director to have like a number one film
1: nice like the weekend oh, that it opens. Yes, i think i read that
0: um and yeah that's that's really awesome kind of sucks that you know in the history of film only now that happens yeah of course but <laughs> of course only till now oh god <laughs> but um overall it was a really fun experience at the theater um mm. like a, a solid horror experience oh yeah
1: was there how were there enough people there that you got that that feeling
0: i think there were enough people there you got that feeling um w- the one part of the movie that really stuck with me were the heavy shadow puppet sequences oh uh that kind of told the story of like you know Candyman man and like
1: that <gasps> was that in the trailer it's
0: in the trailer jason it's certainly creepy looking fucking
1: creepy <laughs> Oh, but it's so well God. done. It's super well done.
0: Like the things that they are able to do with these puppets. Because like,
1: I remember watching it being like, what's <laughs> this? Like an idiot.
0: Um, and how the story of Candyman is a story of like, you know, racial injustice in America. Yeah, They're yeah. able to tie it in pretty solidly mm. with like, you know, uh, the, the social justice issues that we've always faced, I guess. Um. And yeah, it just it's it's cyclical. And it's mm. that's, I guess, is the real horror of it.
1: Not even cyclical, just unending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we just have uh, social media where people can actually see it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm glad it was good. I had heard mixed reviews about it.
0: I can get that. I can I can understand that. Um, you know, when you try to, I think it's hard to implement uh, you know issues like that into horror sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the message gets muddled a little bit. Totally. But I think they did an okay job. Maybe not the okay. best in the world, but an okay job.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I, so I have been going to the gym. There are TVs at the gym. Mm -hmm. And uh, after you use a machine and before, you're supposed to like, they have um, stuff that you can spray and like wipe it down. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, up getting that and I realized that I was holding up the (laughs) line because I was too busy watching the equalizer on the TVs. (laughs) (laughs) Like mouth agape just like watching it (laughs) and i was like you know this is not the time to do that Mm -hmm. focus up smith um and so i went home and i finally i watched it i watched equalizer one i watched equalizer two boom boom
0: (laughs) i was gonna ask you start watching the series as well
1: (laughs) oh no i'm in it for denzel let's come on jason um Oh, isn't it Queen Latifah? Queen
0: Latifah is the equalizer now. That.
1: Also, she hasn't aged. Um, no, she hasn't. <laughs> if, if anything, she's getting like better looking, which is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, um, the equalizer, the first one is basically just like ten ways to murder someone in a Home Depot, <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, it's like a mag- I. So the plot is Denzel Washington, you don't know his background in the first movie and you really don't even kind of in the second, you do a little bit, but um, mild mannered middle-aged man who works at a Home Depot-esque store, um, has some friends, but he's very, uh, he lives a very solitary and very simple life, um, but, and he is kind of an insomniac. He um, goes to this diner in, like, the middle of the night, almost every night. And Chloe Grace Moritz plays uh, a sex worker um, whose name I'm forgetting begins with an A. Um, And he sees that she she eventually gets the shit kicked out of her. And he's, like, not on my watch. Because they've started up kind of a little friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So he starts tracking people down, Jason, <laughs> and just takes them out. Um, and it's. It takes a while to, like, get up to it. But it, when it yes. does, it happens.
0: What I will say about the Equalizer is so interesting. And of course, the interesting about, like, later Denzel movies or current Denzel yeah. movies is that. He's, like, over 60, but you absolutely believe and buy that he can whoop anyone's ass.
1: Oh, 100%. Because <laughs> he's in good shape still. Yeah. And, like, or at least he was. I mean, this movie's a bit older. But, like, he's still in good shape. I think he's probably at least six feet tall. And, like, just the look in his eyes is like, you don't fuck with me.
0: He has, he's an imposing person. Yes. <laughs>
1: and he really only has one look on his face for 98% of the movie, which is, well, it between like apathy and uh, I'm going to kill you.
0: I think I may have sent you this clip, but it is like Jamie Foxx interviewing Denzel Washington. Mm. And uh, he tells him of a story that, like, Leonardo DiCaprio tells him. I was mean, like, you know, I was, t- was talking to Leo. He was like, look, man. It is- Jamie and- was talking to Leo? Jamie was talking to mm-hmm. Leo. And he says, look, man, there's one person that I know can, like, really kick some ass It's Denzel. Like, he look at him. He knows that shit. You know he knows that shit, Jamie. <laughs> and He's telling this story to Denzel. And Denzel's just, like, laughing really hard. <laughs> because Jamie tells him a story of one time he comes up to him. And, like, he kind of, like, caught Jamie Foxx, like, by the chest. And like he was like, like you were controlling my whole body <laughs> like from my neck. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, like you no, know, you were putting all the force into it. I wasn't doing anything. I just had my hand out, all right? It's like, you know something, Denzel, don't
2: you? <laughs> he does. <laughs>
1: um it's it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um you really like him. Um and I just <laughs> so he's helping one of the guys that he works with become a security guard and at the end um he murders a lot of people in front of this security guard and I was just like imagine watching like your mild mannered like colleague murder a man with a nail gun mm. in what is essentially the rain but it's really just water coming from the pipes like in the darkness. You'd be like, what the fuck like, is happening right now? Do you see what
0: Jeff from Plumbing did the other
1: day? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he took a man's Achilles tendon. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like a guy's going from like mixing paint to like electrocuting a person. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. And the ways in which he kills people are very creative. Um. So it was it was an interesting watch, and I enjoyed it. I got to Um and so
0: but EQ two EQ two what happens in EQ EQ two came out relatively recently, like about two years ago or so.
1: Um. Uh, yeah. Uh.
0: Like right before the pandemic hit, like twenty in twenty nineteen. I think it came out.
1: Oh, I thought it was probably like five years ago.
0: I don't know. It was, it was more recent than that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Um EQ two. Um, Pedro Pascal's in it. Oh, okay. Which I was excited about. Are you ever going to watch this movie?
0: I would like to, but I don't care if it's spoiled. I think
1: that's fine. Well, it's basically a two-hour Lyft commercial. <laughs> because Denzel becomes a Lyft driver.
0: <laughs> he's always taking these assault-of-the-earth jobs in the Equalizer movies where he's, I'm just a guy. You know, I'm just What's a saying? guy. You're um, not a guy. <laughs>
2: not.
1: Um, I do like that in the first one, Bill Pullman is in it, and he's married to this other woman. And you think it's going to be Bill Pullman, just because he's the recognizable face, mm-hmm. who used to be working for the government in like a shady, not shady, uh, top secret kind of way. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's the lady, and I appreciate that. And she and Denzel are friends, hmm. slash former colleagues. Have you seen the first one? I've seen the first okay. one, yeah. Um, so it's been a while, but I've seen the first gotcha. one. Gotcha. She is murdered in the second one. And Denzel is going to fucking find out who did it, Jason. Mm. He's going to find out who did it. <laughs> He's going to travel places. He's going to keep killing people. Is there going to be rain in this one, too? <laughs> yes, there, oh, there is. Be the rain. There are going to be murders in the rain. There are going to be murders in the rain.
0: Just like that movie. Singing in the rain. and Instead, there's murders. All right. Instead of dancing there's murders
1: Murders. (laughs) Um, and there's also um, uh, I feel like it's Denzel being able to put his uh, kind of fingers in it a little bit of messages about like young black men and like opportunities and Hmm. staying uh, away from bad stuff Um, because he goes into (laughs) he goes in at this gang and I feel like it's how he would do it if he was just him. Mm. And he's fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. He's terrifying throughout these, but also you're attracted to him and it's very <laughs> um, But um, the first one is better. Okay. But I still enjoyed the second one. Just murders in the rain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: I got what just I was asking murders for. Murders in the rain. <laughs> um, so, if you want just uh, a decent action movie, or you just want to watch Denzel being the most Denzel, I would recommend them.
0: I think for like you know late career Denzel equalizers are fine movies yeah. to like dig into. Absolutely, they're fun. Like, it, it's if you are looking for older man action, it's like. <laughs> which
2: you
1: know I am
0: put that search term <laughs> into google nothing but good results are gonna come out of that
1: do it at work or in a school
0: a <laughs> public place if you can um, a
1: laptop you share with a loved one <laughs> or a coworker,
0: and you're gonna get some cool results yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah between like Taken and this I would choose this because taking gets ridiculous too. really fast like the first one's fine I think and when you Denzel's get to like Denzel's just
1: a better actor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, it's funny Liam Neeson says like I wasn't an action star until I turned sixty. <laughs> <laughs> like Man. it was just a real thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like this is I I like older Denzel doing action movies.
1: It's one of the few. I will say like even though we're joking about it, it's one of the few where like you can believe that that guy can hurt some people mm-hmm. and is smart and like scary. It's great. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Okay. I will continue watching it at the gym if it comes on. <laughs> but this time, I'll know what's happening and I'll just like really enjoy it.
0: This feels like a solid TNT kind of like a rotational oh, thing.
1: Yeah, it was on USA.
0: Okay, that feels right. that feels right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've got something for you here.
1: Ooh, give it to me.
0: You're not gonna like it. Oh no! It's got a lot of things you don't care for oh. or or understand. Um so first things-
1: understand
2: <laughs> Oh no.
0: <laughs> so first things first. It's about wrestling. But it's not wrestling. Um it's a show about wrestling. Uh okay. called Heels, starring none other than your nemesis, Stephen ML. Oh god. <laughs>
1: heels with an S or a Z? With an S. Okay.
0: Uh Heels in reference to the term in wrestling, uh meaning a bad guy. Uh, oh, okay. where the hero is a baby face, the bad guy's the heel.
1: A baby face? Yes.
0: Or face in common parlance. Oh, um, okay. Like, when I
1: hear babyface, I think of the singer producer, Kenneth Babyface <laughs> Evans. <laughs> He's like, That's his moneymaker. Why did uh. you do that? Okay, interesting.
0: Um, but the premise is: it's a show centered around two brothers. uh, Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig. Uh, Their father, who had very recently committed suicide, kind of leaves his wrestling business to his eldest son. Mm -hmm. And it's about him struggling to figure out how to make it all work while having a family and, like, you know, how do I get this drug promotion off the ground and make it a successful thing? Okay. And while doing that, they're showing you, hey, this is, like, you know, the secret world of wrestling. This is what all the terms mean. This is how all the matches are worked. And, like, you know, trying to explain that to, like, the audience, who they assume like has no familiarity gotcha. or little familiarity with wrestling,
1: is this a recent show?
0: It is very recent. Uh, okay. Premiered about five weeks ago.
1: On what channel?
0: On Stars with oh. a Z.
1: That's <laughs> where Steven belongs.
0: Hey, Stars has some decent things. All right, they uh, they did a uh, Power uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. They have things that people come there to see. All right, okay. <laughs> As I talk to no one. <laughs> They can't pay me all this money and no one goes to see
1: it. (laughs) A tumbleweed (laughs) has gone by. You can't see it, but it did. Uh
0: it effectively incorporates uh, you know, uh some some solid actors like Chris Bauer, um who uh has been in quite a few things. He's definitely one of those guys that you see like a lot of things um they do a good job of incorporating like you know actual real life you know professional wrestlers uh as just characters into the show oh, not not, not portraying their actual personas yeah. but just like hey i'm just a, a podcaster in this or like you know i oh
2: that's fun or
0: like you know i'm a, a wrestler certainly like over the hill and beyond his ears mm. but like you know uh the character is is that you know gotcha. like this is it's certainly a stretch for the, okay. like, the the person portraying the role gotcha um it's solid. I like it a lot. I know no one else cares. <laughs> <laughs> I know no one else is watching it. Okay. It's a show they made just for me. And I get that. That <laughs> happens sometimes. Happens with the leftovers. A show they just made for me and like two other people. And you, you watched it. I didn't finish it. And again, that's fine because it just made it with three people. I was
1: there for Justin Thoreau <laughs> and running around in sweatpants if we're going to be real. Like that was what hooked me. And then I just stayed for the rest of it. <laughs>
0: Oh, um, Michael Malley is also in the show. He's also uh, one of the executive producers of it.
1: Who, I was going to say, my question was going to be, is it made by, it must be made by people who really love wrestling, yes. or who have been involved in it, or both.
0: Uh, people people who really love it. Uh, Stephen Amell actually really does love it in real life. Surprisingly, not a producer or of any kind of it. He just was cast in the show. Mm. I, he had no other hand in it other than that, which mm. was surprising to me. But uh, Michael uh you've never wanted to punch him in the face more. Aww. I never thought I would say that of the host of Global Guts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's a real jerk in it. Aww. Um, and is he's like good
1: at those characters, though.
0: He's like really working it. And like the last time I saw Michael Malley was on the Good Place as like you know the doorman to like Earth. <laughs> it was what his character was, and then to see him like be this absolute asshole is like, man, you're better than I think most people give you credit for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to say it again: heels on stars. You're not gonna watch it, <laughs> but just know that it exists. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this, I know you're not going to look at it, but that's okay. Just know that I told you, and it's not like I told you, it's going to win Emmys. It's not. It is not. (laughs) But if you're looking for a fun way to spend 45 minutes on a Sunday, this is one of them. You
1: may go on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I watched something that people have seen. Um... (laughs) And I think you recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Oblivion. Oh, With okay. With Thomas Cruise. Okay. Um, I had the day off on Monday, and I went on a little sci-fi streak. All right. Um, and I just remember being thinking of like how good that movie looked.
0: It's a good-looking movie.
1: And so I went back and I was like, damn, this is a good-looking movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, it, they spent money on it. I don't know where they filmed it.
0: It feels like Iceland or something like that. I a was going like, to say
1: some kind of Iceland, Norway. Like black situ- ground, black dirt yes.
0: situation. Waterfalls in mm-hmm. the middle
1: of nowhere. Fjords. <laughs> so many fjords. <laughs> um, and I... Uh, it takes its time. It's a oh, yeah. two-hour movie that, like, the first hour and 15, like, y- you don't really see anyone aside from Tom Cruise and the woman whose name I haven't written down. I'm so sorry. But, like, it gives you a lot of... S- I've never seen a movie that has so much setup. And it's good. Mm-hmm. And I actually enjoyed that more than once they the start truth getting of into what it. what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Because I said once they got to the underground club full of goth kids uh, <laughs> and their rave clothes yeah it and becomes, platform boots and lights yeah, pretty typical, um, which is too bad because the setup of it is fantastic um and I most movies don't take their time like that, but um it does require a lot of exposition once they start talking to other people. It-
0: I get the feel this was adapted from, like, a book at some point in time.
1: Yes. When I was... I happened to catch some of the credits, and um, I think it was, like, a graphic novel or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You could see the other sci-fi movie influences. I think it's worth a watch if you're looking for a decent sci-fi movie. It's just that... And, like, the computer stuff, like, the futuristic computer stuff, Mm -hmm. it looks really good, and like the helicoptery little thing that he flies around in his like cool.
0: little monocopter it's really thing cool. it's like a fighter jet sort of it looks really cool yeah
1: yeah like the droid things that they have are really cool like
0: it's like very 19 late 70s inspired designs it feels like yeah like but it doesn't it feels very modern though yeah
1: if those designs were then created by apple <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes it's yeah. like if the
0: if apple had huge sway over like the designs of things in the future yeah they'd look like this
1: um so watch the first hour of it because it's really good like it's, it's just the, it's just the rest of it that isn't great it, it's
0: not that it takes like a huge leap of logic just feels like no oh that's not as satisfying as i hoped it would be like the twist yeah. like this was at a period where tom cruise was doing like a lot of like heavy sci-fi things mm. like he did this and um not day after tomorrow what the heck is the name of it um Live die repeat.
1: Oh, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow.
0: Edge of Tomorrow. Um oh. god, the Live die, that that tagline lived much longer than like the title did in my head. Live die repeat. Um but Edge of Tomorrow and this like are like two films he did very close together that mm. were like very hard sci-fi. Mm. And Edge of Tomorrow is an easily watchable like, you know, like science fiction premise that's easier to understand for me, at least. I didn't
1: like that movie as much really? as but he did. I'll have to give it a second watch. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose between Oblivion and that, I'd watch Oblivion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay okay um i don't like it when things repeat in movies Uh, you you, know you don't like a time time travel you don't like a time loop
0: you're totally right (laughs) and
1: i'm like i'm always i'm here to watch a movie i don't want to watch the same thing over and over again (laughs) like i saw
0: it already old (laughs) it's
1: old (laughs) um so yeah i i still enjoyed it the last 45 minutes are the weakest bit of it um but it's kind of worth it just for the beauty of it and the tech that they have. I thought it was great. Okay.
0: Um, one thing that I got to uh, complete all mm-hmm. like five seasons of, literally as I've like been getting ready for work in the mornings, <laughs> um, I completed all of the... I did a rewatch, essentially, of the show The Venture Brothers, um, which was an uh, Adult Swim original um, project Animated thing. Mm-hmm. Um, animated show. That's what a thing is. Um, <laughs> and it was a wonderful watch. Like, it, it premiered when I was... Jesus. Like, 16 when or you 17. you were Jesus? Oh, yes. That's um, a long time ago. Big reveal, everybody. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, um, no, when I was, like, 16 or 17, the show premiered in like, okay. about 2004. And it wrapped up in about 2015. Wow. And in that time, it only had about, like, six seasons. Mm. Um, they took big huge breaks between like uh, seasons because it was a very small crew working on it Um, and the entire show is written by just like two guys Mm. Um, but it's very much god the amount of continuity and work put into it to like make callbacks to jokes from like you know two seasons prior to, like, really follow through on just, like, names that were said. Yeah. Like, it's a huge parody of, like, you know, 1960s, like, action cartoons, like Johnny Quest. Okay. But also of, like, comic books, but also of, like, science fiction. Okay. And hugely pop culture referential. Like, it'll pull from, Mm -hmm. like, music and movies and, like, sitcoms and just, like, just to make all of these jokes in this very full and rich world. But the main premise is it is about a super scientist named Dr. Venture, Mm -hmm. his two sons, and their bodyguard, and the adventures that they have. Okay. Um, And the show is really all about, like, failure and growth. (laughs) About how it's about, like, oh, yeah, like, the thing that you thought you were going to be as a kid. You're bright-eyed, full of hope, and then you grew up to be a sad, bald adult. Um, Don't (laughs) we all? huge confidence issues and, like, all this fear. And, like, you're not living up to your potential, are you?
1: I feel like that's also nice... Um, a good thing for younger men to watch. Absolutely, boys of just like yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's like it's
0: okay, it, it's okay, and it's okay if it doesn't work yeah. out. Is like what like a big part of the show. Like it's okay. Yeah, like you can still like have fun. You what, can.
1: Is it set during like just the regular modern time period? Oh, it's set
0: during the regular modern time period. Okay. Um, a huge amount of like voice talent shows up there. Like Bill Hader pops in. Oh. um, Patrick Warburton is like a consistent nice. voice okay. on the show. Of course. Um. Jillian Jacob shows up as Ansari Sorry shows up. Um, Kate McKinnon is there for like a lot of episodes. Nice. Like I think just as she was starting SNL, or, like maybe right before she wow. got on. Um, it's just a very deep roster of voice talent, yeah. and just like the way that they portray their world is like, oh, who has this super evil like villainy club of of bad men? David Bowie, he's like the leader, <laughs> <laughs> and he like he has superpowers, and he's very funny and charming and awesome. And it's just it's very, very fun mm. overall. And I think looking back at it now as I am an an, an adult, mm. it's like, Jesus. I'm seeing things in me that I see in these characters that are terrible. Oh, no.
2: <laughs>
0: but in a way like that's kinda good. Like, yeah, you it's kinda human. Rec- that's human. Yeah. That's growth. And that's like, you know, looking at and, and the show is able to, like, really polarize between, like, his two teenage boys who are so bright-eyed and full of hope and, like, wonderfully dumb and, like, also wonderfully sweet. They're yeah. the sweetest boys possible. And their father, who is so jaded and, like, Aww. disconnected. Yeah. And, like, the bodyguard, played by Patrick Warburton, who is so grounded and, like, aloof. It's a nice balance of, like, characteristics. Yeah. Um,
1: but, yeah, it's
0: a very well-woven tapestry. Small characters get their moments... All the time. Nice. Like, hey, this character who I like, thought, like, you know, would be written off or like, dead in, like, the first episode matters. <laughs> nice. Like, it's all, all of it matters hmm. as you go along. Um, okay, I'm
1: gonna have to check
0: this out. It's worth a watch. What did um, you watch it on? It's all on HBO Max. Gotcha. What else have you been watching?
1: So, my last thing. Mm-hmm. Um... So, as I watched Oblivion, I I had stumbled onto a list of, um, and granted, it's so subjective, but um, I think it was like variety magazines, like top 50 sci-fi movies. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so, a lot of them I had seen, which I was happy about. And then there was this one that was very highly rated when I looked it up. It has Robert Pattinson in it. So, I was like, he makes good stuff. Mm.
0: (laughs) <laughs> i think i know what you are talking about go on
1: he makes great movies it's on uh, this movie is highly rated on like rotten tomatoes and stuff mm-hmm. although when i look deeper it was by critics and not so much by the audience mm-hmm. um so i was like all right like when i i was trying not to look into what the movies were about too much so i just read like one line and it had like prisoners in space and i was like great Mm -hmm. love a prisoner in space i watched high life
0: oh i've not heard of this actually go Uh there's a reason jason
1: (laughs) so it's got robert pattinson juliet binoche mia goth andre 3000 um he was good in it you wouldn't have known who he was um or if you didn't know that he wasn't an actor by trade you wouldn't think anything of it quite honestly nice.
0: he doesn't appear in much like he's been very low-key and low-radar yeah, since like he's wrapped up it. his music career
1: yeah um it is a film that is utterly devoid of joy mm-hmm. um i don't know what it was trying to say um it's about uh this group of like 10 people on uh this spacecraft um they're mostly like teens like later teens maybe early 20s Mm -hmm. um and they all were either told you can rot in prison forever or it might have been a death sentence or rot in prison forever or you can take part in this experiment in space those are your choices so they wanted that there uh is a doctor with them, played by Juliette Binoche, um, who is running experiments, um, fertility experiments. Um, So, And that's like a flash, a very long flashback, um, because we start with Robert Pattinson taking care of uh, a baby. And so then you learn about how they got to that point. And it's his performance is wonderful because he always has good performances, but I I just don't know what it was trying to say. Like, <laughs> 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 and it feels very like, not pretentious, but like, we're trying to say something here. Like, uh-huh. then what the fuck are you trying to say? Because really, I just watched this woman rape Robert Pattinson and essentially rape this other girl by artificially inseminating her when she's knocked out. And, like, huh. it's just, like, murder and rape and weird sexual stuff in space. And I I don't know what it's trying to say. I don't, like... It just... It sucked. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I was really angry that I had wasted two hours of my life on this. You on know, my day off. You know what? I feel like science fiction
0: sometimes has this problem in film where in which you're always waiting for like, okay, so what's the catch? And like, I'm here for it, but like what is
1: it amounting but to what is it amounting
0: to? Like I'm here for all the weirdness, but like, what does this equal? And when it doesn't equal anything it didn't when the story can still happen, like, you know on earth in a prison somewhere. Why did we go to space? What were we doing in this locale that like made it interesting? And if the answer is like nothing, then why'd we go? Why, why are we in this setting?
1: I'm going to spoil this movie because you shouldn't bother watching it. like <laughs> Everyone but Robert Pattinson and his daughter end up dying slash being murdered. Slay. And then it ends with he and his daughter uh, fly away from this thing. And that's it. You don't know what happens to them. Mm-hmm. At one point, another one of the a similar, because like their ship was like number seven, number nine shows up and Robert Pattinson goes on to it. This is where I was like, you guys are full of shit. He goes, uh, he suits up because they like connect with each the dock, other. dock, yeah. Yes, they dock. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and he goes on and it's just um, like coyotes. And like a couple of puppies and like some dead coyotes.
0: Excuse me, what? When you say coyotes, not like people that will transport people across a border.
1: <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Actual animals.
0: <laughs> why are there a, why is there a ship full of coyotes? Is it because like this is the human ship? This is the dog ship. <laughs> How is there
1: a fucking dog ship? Where are the people? Who was taking care of these? What is fucking oh, like God. were they taking care of animals? and these people were like because we learned that the doctor also has murdered her her husband and children. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she's doing that. and yet she's allowed to experiment on these people. And so he like there are everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. This is when his daughter's like twelve or whatever. He goes on they dock with this fucking ship. There's a bunch of dogs and shit. And then he just goes back. That's to their ship. Here's, and that's it.
0: Well, I have many questions for the dog ship. How did the dog ship survive, too? I'd be, it'd be hilarious if the exact same events were happening on the dog ship. Happened <laughs> <laughs> Robert Pattinson's ship just like, with
1: dogs. And some of the dogs were dead. You didn't see any humans. But, like, they're puppies. Just
0: roaming around on the ship.
1: Yeah. You only see, like, one little bit of it. But just, mm-hmm. like, What? What, what, What is happening right now?
0: All I know is people that... What got
1: symbolism are these fucking coyotes or whatever supposed to be telling me... We're all animals is what it's yeah. all about. We all end up... No matter what the scenario is or who the players are, in the end, you all up end up murdering each other and being alone in space. It,
0: it sounds like everybody got a paycheck. It sounds like Robert Pattinson.
1: <laughs> this was a critically acclaimed film. Like so many people were like this director is amazing and i was just like did we watch the same movie because i fucking hated this this is uh, what and what is it called again high life
0: high life like
1: what does that aside from the space punnery what the fuck does that mean
0: claire dennis claire denis
1: I think it's Denis. She's French, I think.
0: Um, just trying to see what she's directed here. Maybe something good. Maybe something redeeming. And nothing I really heard of before. Um, <laughs> it's not her fault. Uh, maybe it's mine because you know I'm not uh, all that well versed in the French cinema tech uh, there.
1: I just. But uh, yeah, it doesn't sound
0: fun. It doesn't no. sound interesting. Like it doesn't sound but like that's
1: the thing. It wasn't like it had. The potential to be interesting, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't, and I was, because like they got great actors, like the sets look good. <sighs> I'm just, I'm still upset about it. I'm a waste of my goddamn time.
0: I've, I've got a movie for you that is actually very similar plot wise mm. but is more entertaining. But ultimately, it's still very meh. Okay. <laughs> At the end of the day. Um, I watched Chaos Walking um, starring and you'll love this cast I think mm-hmm. starring your child bride uh, Tom Holland
1: <laughs> uh, Daisy Ridley oh yes 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 that looks like a terrible movie Damien
0: Bashir, David Oyelowo uh, Which, cin-
1: solid cast S-
0: solid cast Cynthia Erivo uh, oh, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen and Nick Jonas oh <laughs> 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 no shame Nick Jonas alright <laughs> I've eaten at his parents' restaurant. Lovely restaurant. Great steaks.
1: (laughs) I was thinking about him the other day. And I was just like... (laughs) Because I saw something of the Jonas Brothers somewhere. Mm -hmm. It might have been at the gym also. And I was just like, these boys. And I mean boys. Mm -hmm. Like, what is so great about them? Why are they so popular? They seem... He seems like a perfectly lovely enough fella, mm-hmm. but like I don't see a lot of charisma and charm there.
0: I like Nick Jonas. I got to say, like he's, uh, I see the charm. He seems like a nice enough guy. He seems very funny, actually. As an SNL, as an SNL host, solid, in my okay. opinion. Um, and the movies that I've seen him in, I'm never upset that he's there. Okay. Even in this, he plays like Tom Holland's rival, which feels <laughs> about right. <laughs> like I'm not upset that these two have like a rivalry, so to speak.
1: I think it's funny that it's the same dynamic as like Maze Runner. <laughs> it, this is
0: five thousand percent a YA novel. Like it, it is. Like, it's based on a YA novel. I thought they got. Oh. Out, I thought Hollywood got out of the YA business. I didn't know that they doubled down on this one. Like, they put a lot of money into this, and I don't think anyone has really seen it. Oh, um, oh I forgot to mention, uh, did I say Mads Mikkelsen is it? Yeah, right? um, I didn't yeah, know that. Like, it's, it's, it's a really good cast. The premise is, uh, this is a planet that Earth has colonized. Mm-hmm. Um, the first wave of people that went there went to war with the native species that was there. Sounds
1: um, like Earth.
0: It ended in a situation where uh, the women of of the Earthers that went mm-hmm. died. And the men survived. However, their thoughts are on display at all times. Like...
1: Oh, God.
0: Like, everyone can hear each other's thoughts. <laughs> it's just like, boobs, 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 time. butts, butts, boobs. Oh, food!
1: It, boobs, it butts. It does get
0: a little bit like that sometimes. <laughs> um, Daisy really comes with, like, a second set of, col- of colonizers. Um, of Earth
2: people? Of Earth people. Gotcha.
0: Their ship crashes. Um, Maz Mikkelsen, like needs to get a hold of, the, like, this girl so that she doesn't signal to the rest of the ship so that they'll pass over this planet and, like, Mads Mikkelsen's, like, control of the community, like, doesn't slip away. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Like, he's kind of, like, the uh, the mayor of this town. Gotcha. He's convinced everyone in the town, like, that we're it, no one else on this planet survived. Like, we're all oh, that's left.
1: Mads. And
0: then, um, like, you know, Tom Holland and Days of Ridley's Journey as he's trying to get her... He kind of like kidnaps, not kidnaps, but her, him and Daisy Ridley team up. Like, we're going to get you to your family. Like, let's get out of here. Okay. And in doing so, like, you know, they discover, holy shit, there's other human beings on this planet. Hmm. And Tom Holland was like, figures out he was lied to his entire life.
2: Gotcha.
0: Um, by Maz hmm. Um It's fun. Ridley and uh, Holland have like good chemistry with each oh, other. That's nice. It's a little upsetting that Tom Holland doesn't get to use his actual accent while Daisy Ridley does. Um,
1: oh there's no reason to not have him do his accent We're on an
0: alien planet there's no reason but Mads like, is
1: fucking like
0: Like the most Danish man yeah. alive
1: <laughs> His name is Mads
0: <laughs> His last name's is Mikkelsen That's two
2: K's <laughs> What more do you want?
0: Um, it's uh, Yeah there's no reason for them not to use their actual accents But there's a very heavy Like southern like settler vibe on like the community that like tom holland lives in yeah um so i don't know why (laughs) they decided to have that like uh, aesthetic to it but it certainly does have that
1: wait so wait so you mean
0: it's a lot of horse riding and big fur coats and big hats. Oh. Mads Mikkelsen has a gigantic fur coat and like,
1: <laughs> as well he should. This
0: crazy hat that he's wearing throughout the movie, it's wonderful to see.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Um but like overall it's like a decent action movie. David Ayer will plays like this like firebrand preacher who's oh. like always talking about the apocalypse coming. Oh. <laughs> it's like, "All
2: right, sure."
0: Like it's it is absolutely the kind of movie you have on while you're doing laundry. Like the kind of movie you have on while you're on the treadmill or something like that. Mm. Like it is something that is fine to like have on but not exactly to engage with fully you absolutely can tell like we put a lot of we wanted sequels but like yeah. i don't think anyone's gonna no. make a sequel to this because nope. it's a whole book series chaos walking oh and i don't think they're gonna get to those other books but um
1: yeah it's super okay and i think it's no maze runner it's no what maze I'm runner
0: hearing. but it is certainly no high life um, <laughs> so Jesus it's
1: things are jason
0: it's right there in the middle where it's like this is fine. This is this is utterly inoffensive. It has a great cast. How
1: and, d- we're gonna spoil this movie? How does the being able to read men's thoughts play into it? Um,
0: it feels like they're waiting for the other movies to explain why only you know it, it happened to men. Just so the alien species that like is native to the planet, they mm-hmm. got into like a war with them, right. and as a result, like the the alien species did something to cause men's thoughts to be broadcast writ large to everyone
1: but if does that happen to Mads Mickelson?
0: it does happen to Mads Mickelson. so Mikkelsen. how does
1: he keep it a secret
0: he can some people are better controlling it than others oh. as far as like their thoughts and like what's okay. on display some people are super good at it to the point where they can create like illusions with yeah, their mind yeah. to fool other people okay Um, and when they come to the other communities that actually have women, like those women are like, yeah, we, we don't have the ability. Like we make the men sleep in other rooms and like other buildings because goddamn their thoughts at night. Like, (laughs) like you can't sleep. Like get out of here. Do
1: the thoughts have noise?
0: Uh, yeah. They're like, it's like watching a video on someone's mind. Oh no. Oh no. It's, it's kind of insane. Like the idea, this
1: is, this is a prequel to the other movie you talked about, where there's only one man left.
0: Oh, why the last man? Yeah. This is why this one man left? Yep, we had to kill because all the women were
1: like, "Y'all are dumb perps." <laughs> What's done?
0: Um, it is very fun to see like that dynamic play out with like him and Daisy Ridley because he's like, oh, "She's super cute." She's super cute. Like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Your name is. Like, he keeps saying his name to like yeah. find like a route to like be yeah, to exactly. have his thoughts control he's like your name is todd your name is todd todd Todd's is your name
1: todd oh god <laughs>
0: with two d's of course
1: um
0: and yeah like it's it is they have good chemistry like it's how cute. how is their acting fine totally fine cool. like you know uh okay. something for the ladies out there gets a little bit of the uh, tom holland's butt if you want oh, if you're into that that feels wrong <laughs> Like, you can tell, like, Tom Holland's supposed to be, like, 17 or 18 in the movie. Yeah, I don't
1: want to see a 17-year-old's butt. That's oh, But, so weird. like, he's,
0: like, you know, a 25-year-old man, but still. Still. Yeah. Um, It's just weird that they're making them play so young. It's like, I know everyone here. Like, there's no... The contrivances they make to really make this, like, very young adult. It's like, we don't have to. Yeah,
1: especially because... It's hard when they're already playing. I mean, he's. It's easier to imagine him, mm-hmm. but her in those Star Wars movies, she's playing someone her age, yeah. essentially. Like, mm, it's you, you. can't go backwards with that.
0: Yeah, like the and also the Southern Gothic like bend to it. It's like. If that if some some part of it feels very Hunger Gamesy, where mm. like that had like a very Southern Appalachian vibe uh-huh. to it, and this also is like applying that same kind of aesthetic mm-hmm. to things, it's like that doesn't need to be here. That's weird. Like we're a totally alien planet. We anyone can talk any way you want them to or need them to. Is
1: it some kind of commentary about the South? I don't think so at all. I think it's, it's just, just a like, choice. The that's just the choice. Like made. the
0: book was set there. Like the book oh. was set with this like idea in mind. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Let's like continue with what the book
1: had. Gotcha. And maybe in the book there's more of an explanation as to why they're Southerns.
2: So. Yeah.
1: I will
0: say there's also a very cute dog that uh, Tom <laughs> Holland has. Uh, a very scruffy little guy. But uh, sadly, the dog doesn't make it to the end.
1: Yo, they never fucking do. And it's super annoying.
0: Yeah. It, it was it was sad. Also, I believe the dog's thoughts were also projected as well. <laughs> I, if I remember correctly. It's just like, food. More food. Hungry. <laughs> like I know. Shut up. Like, it's him and the dog had a very good... The oh have it going on
1: oh my god this movie sounds terrible
0: it's crazy but it's not bad it's surprisingly watchable and just like very much background noise
1: mm, interesting
0: much like someone's thoughts <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay
0: oh god
1: well i'm glad you watched that for me because <laughs> i'm all set um uh, well thank you so much for listening Mm-hmm check out our instagram at O&R podcast uh, yeah
0: visit the website uh com.
1: and we'll talk to you guys soon bye bye